Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Systems Made Simple podcast, where we give you the system, structure, and support that you need to scale your business to seven figures. This is episode 115, and I'm here today with a very special guest who is going to give you the ultimate guide to getting more media exposure for your business so that you can grow your audience and build brand credibility without it taking a ton of time on your part. She's also going to show you why you might not have been as successful as you hoped when it comes to getting media attention for your business right now and how you can fix that so that you can begin to build more brand awareness. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple Podcast. Now, I've invited our special guest on the show today because she knows how to help you get seen online everywhere without spinning your wheels on social media. Lisa Simone Richards is her name, and you are going to absolutely love this episode because it is value-packed. And when you walk away from this conversation, you are going to have the exact tools in hand to help you learn how to borrow other people's audiences to grow your own. Yes, I just said, borrow other people's audiences to grow your own. Chances are you've been doing all of your own marketing right now. You've been posting to social media every day. You've been trying to grow your email list. You've created lead magnets and funnels and landing pages and all of these things. And it's just not growing as quickly as you want to. And many days it feels like it's a waste of time. And so you have struggled to gain traction and visibility. And without traction and visibility, how are you going to get more leads? How are you going to turn those leads into sales? It can be a very frustrating cycle for business owners to be stuck in. Yet one of the very often underutilized and underrated tools for getting more visibility is by borrowing other people's audiences. And in today's episode, we're going to unpack what that means and how you can begin to do it so that you can start building brand awareness as soon as you walk away from this episode. And Lisa is going to walk you through all of the ways that you can borrow others' audiences, including which ones are the most effective and which ones not to waste your time on. And she's also going to show you what you need to be looking out for when it comes to media partnerships of any kind and the surprising thing that you should be aware of before you agree to any media opportunity. So if you are ready to stop getting overlooked and to start building massive awareness and buzz and credibility for your brand, listen closely. Lisa, hey, welcome to the Systems Made Simple podcast. I am so excited for our conversation today. 
This is a conversation I have really been looking forward to for a few weeks now. So it is such a pleasure to be speaking with you today, Courtney. Yes. So Lisa, you know, as I mentioned in our intro, sharing with our audience who you are, what you do, I would love to start by just having you connect the dots for us in terms of how can publicity directly grow your business? Because I feel like as a business owner and having dipped my toes in the publicity world before, you know, we've had features on Forbes and different places, which has been great. But before actually experiencing that, I did not have an understanding of how that directly could impact my business. And I feel like it's kind of one of those nebulous things that many business owners are wondering. So can you unpack that for us? Yeah, I'd love to even tell a story about a company that I worked for many moons ago, but the the uh, principles still still stay true. So back in or 2009 through 2013, I had the funnest job of my life. For four years, I worked at Canada's largest women's only boot camp, and it wasn't Canada's largest women's only boot camp when I got there. But over the course of those four years, you know, there are maybe ten of us, all under thirty, running this company, having the best time, and. I was doing publicity for the company, but I also became a boot camp instructor for them. So what that means is I would leave the office during the day and go to the park in the evenings to run my boot camp. Now, you know, we talk about how noisy the space can feel that we're in, how crowded it can feel. Wait till you go to a park and you see four of your competitors out there also running a boot camp at the same time. But what I always notice is that mine was full. I had 20 people every time. Maybe they had five or six, but ours was totally leading. And this is why we were able to use publicity to become the number one largest boot camp in Canada. So with this company, when I came on board to do publicity, we started getting featured on television, on magazines, on radio. You would see an entire television audience in our pink camo. You would always see us running together at like, you know, breast cancer runs in October. So we were able to get massive amounts of publicity. I'm talking television and magazines. Again, 2019 social media didn't, or 2009, sorry, social media didn't exist yet. But you would see us at least three times a month somewhere huge. And what that caused is even though there were other people doing the same thing as us, either pe- even though people were selling at a lower cost than ours were, we had the reputation that people wanted to be a part of. People wanted to come hang with us because we were the brand that was talked about. We were the band that was seen everywhere. We had that it factor. So really getting that third party endorsement, that credibility building, that nod from other people saying, hey, this is the top one to be a part of. You could see that every day in our boot camp. So that's a little bit of a background as to how publicity really visually showed up. And fun story, that company, when I started in 2009, we were making 400000 a year. And by the time I left in 2013, we were grossing over $4 million a year. Wow. Yeah. And see that, I think there's one word there that you said, and it kind of encapsulates all of this, and it's the word reputation. And of course, that ties into that to brand awareness and exposure and visibility and all these other kind of buzzwords that we hear, but reputation and credibility. So for small business owners, for someone who might be a solopreneur that's listening today or someone that maybe isn't a big brand, right? They have visions and dreams and goals of being a household name brand. You know, they want to be that type of brand, but they're not yet. And so for them, really, where should they start when it comes to even going about getting publicity for their business? So one of the first things I always recommend, and you know, you started talking about reputation, so I want to bring it back there, is number one, begin with the intention. 
what is the purpose of getting visibility in the first place? And typically, I find that business owners are looking at getting visibility for one of three reasons. I call this the ABCs of visibility. So typically, business owners are either looking for A, which stands for awareness. If you're the best kept secret and your clients don't know about you, they simply can't work with you. So maybe you're in a stage where you're like, I need my ideal client to know that I actually exist and that this business exists to solve their, their problems. Um, or you could be looking for B. B stands for buzz. Think about if you have a product launch, uh, you're about to open doors to a membership or a course. It, it's similar to a movie. Um, recently, my husband and I went to go see the Batman we hadn't just heard about the movie once. There were ads on YouTube. The actors are on television. They're on podcasts or on the cover of magazines. Somebody's in a relationship. Somebody's breaking up. It's kind of all over the place and you can't escape it. You hear it enough times that you're intrigued to see what it is. So that's creating buzz. And again, as business owners, we can be doing this if we're opening a new store or launching a new product. We want people talking about it. Finally, you have C, which stands for credibility. And this is where, where you were talking about reputation and this fits in. You know, when we're just getting started, maybe we're more in that A stage where we're looking to get clients, but you'll hit a certain level in business where you're doing okay, you have clients coming in, it's going steadily, but now you want to build your expert authority. You want to create a reputation. You want to have status. You want to have that C, credibility. You want to think about, you know, whose courses have I bought? Whose conferences have I attended? I want my name to be said in their, the same sentences. I want to be on the same stages as them. So I really recommend with beginning with, are you looking for A, awareness, B, buzz, or C, credibility, because based on that business goal, that's going to change where you show up. Um, really brief example I can share with you is I remember being on a sales call with a copywriter last year. She was just getting started in her business. She works with online business owners who are looking to get that first funnel written, that first sales page done. And she was sharing with me, Lisa, I would love to be featured on this one podcast called, and I'm making the name up here, um, let's say it was called The Copy Chat. And she's like, this is where all the top uh, copywriters have been featured. The people whose courses I bought, they've been featured here. If I could get interviewed on that show, I'll really know that I've made it. And I had to share with her, that's awesome. And you're, you've said to me that you're looking for people who are in a stage to hire you. And brand new coaches who are just getting their first funnel done, chances are they're probably listening to shows about business in general. They're probably not so deep into copy that they're listening to such a specific show. So it would actually make more sense for you to get on a generic business show than it would be to be a copy-specific one so that you can satisfy that actual intention that you set forward. Hmm. I love the strategy behind that because I feel this was me in the beginning of my own journey in business. I knew that I needed to generate awareness. I would say that was my initial intention with trying to grow and get more visible and seeking out publicity opportunities. And of course, for many of us, we think of kind of the big names, right? Oh, entrepreneur or mm -hmm. Forbes or all of these things. And what I quickly learned was that you have to build credibility to get credibility. It all links in. It all ties in together, right? And so you kind of have to start, A, where your ideal client is, which I think that is, I want to circle back to that because that is such a key point so that you're not wasting your time in terms of how you're going about the growth that you're seeking. But then also knowing that you have to, again, get credibility before you could get credibility, right? So you have to start somewhere and build up to some of these bigger things, right? Especially for someone who's just starting out. So kind of for sure. A lot of people yeah. always come to me and they're like, I want to be on Forbes. I want to be on Oprah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know that the producer or the editor, they're going to search your name. 
because they're not just putting anyone on Forbes and Oprah. They need to know, does this person have a reputation? Can they perform well on camera or in print or whatever the situation may be? And if they're not finding that background to vet, yes, this is the right person, they're not going to use you. So while it is really nice to get started all the way at the top, we have to remember we have to build that foundation. We have to do that groundwork to be able to earn those top tier publications. There's a reason they're the top tier. If they just featured everybody, they'd be watered down. Yes, 100%. So circling back to this idea of something that I call audience alignment, and I talk about this a lot with podcasting because as many of our listeners know, I teach podcasting as a business strategy for lead generation and revenue growth. And so one of the things we talk about from a podcasting perspective is audience alignment. You know, if you're going to go be a guest on other people's podcasts, you don't want to just go out there willy-nilly and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me go, you know, do this one and this one and this one and this one. And I think this one looks great and this one and this one. It's kind of more of a shotgun approach, right? Where we want that rifle approach. We want that targeted approach that's going to get you in front of the people who are most likely going to want to follow you, engage with you, learn from you, you know, your ideal audience. So in terms of publicity, and we're looking to grow our exposure and get visibility, can you speak to that a bit? And what is what are the best ways to go about that from a strategy perspective to know that the work that you're putting in is actually going to put you in front of an audience who is aligned with the type of ideal client you're looking for? Well, one of the first things that I love to do is actually turn to my ideal clients and get information from them. So chances are you have a handful of favorite clients that you have loved working with and you want to work with more people just like them. Reach out to them, shoot them an email, a text message and say, hey, can I connect with you for a few minutes? I have a few questions because what I would be seeking to understand is when it comes to looking for information on this topic that I helped you out. How are you getting it? Are you fi- Are you listening to a podcast? Is there an influencer you're finding? Is there a website you turn to? What is the resource that you're turning to to get this information? Because that tells me, okay, to find more people like that person, that's the place that it's going to make sense for me to go. So I always like to start by asking my ideal client first to understand. And then hopefully, you know, once I've talked to maybe three, four, five different people, I'm starting to hear some commonalities in the answers. And that's really going to help me understand, okay, I have, so, you know, I talked to Five people, they told me 10 places, four of them all repeated this one strategy, though they're all listening to podcasts or they're all on a specific website. Let's start there because that's where I'm probably going to get the most bang for my visibility buck. Ah, brilliant. And you know, it's so interesting because I feel that many people often make the mistake of following trends, right? Everyone's doing Instagram Reels, so I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing that to try to reach my ideal client. Or now everyone's on TikTok, so I'm going to join TikTok to try to try to reach my ideal client. But simply asking the people who are already your most ideal clients is, it's such a, I think it gets overlooked because it is such a simple thing. I mean, anybody can do that. And your ideal clients are going to tell you, hey, this is where I found you. This is where I'm getting this kind of information. You know, these are the types of media that I enjoy consuming, right? Maybe they like reading or maybe they like listening. So mm-hmm. audio, visual, all those types of things. And then, like you said, if you start to notice those trends, not the trends that the mass market is doing, but the trends of your ideal client who is already the person that you want to replicate and duplicate, then that will guide you in terms of figuring out where to start. It will. And you know, one of the things that you said there that I am not gonna lie, you can't see me right now, but I had a little cringe. I had a little shudder moment when I heard it (laughs) was when you were mentioning how, you know, a lot of people are following the masses. People are on TikTok, then they're doing reels. The thing that I really want to hone in for everybody is what are the principles that work? 
What are the timeless principles that you can put into place over and over again, even though the platform's going to change? As entrepreneurs, we are busy enough. And of course, it makes sense to pay attention to where our audience is paying attention. But if you're jumping from TikTok reels to Instagram to Pinterest to whatever the next social media platform is all the time, you're constantly going to be spinning and the work that you're doing is constantly going to be getting outdated. Because, you know, I think about Vine. Anybody remember that one? Periscope? MySpace? The reality is these mediums are going to go that way one day. So we need to be mindful of actually not just jumping from tactic to tactic, but what's the foundational principle that we can use and repeat over and over again. Yes. And you know what else too, just to to build on that a bit, because I think this is so important for people to understand is that when you try to be everywhere at once, you're actually watering down your message. And so you can get so much farther by having a very targeted strategy with very specific platforms that are more timeless in nature, as opposed to trying to show up everywhere at once, which just dilutes what you're trying to do, which is get in front of more people. Because like you said, we're busy as entrepreneurs. You know, when we spread ourselves so thin like that, we really just create a vicious cycle of being on what I call a content creation hamster wheel that Mm -hmm. once we're on, it feels very difficult to step off. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Right. So in terms of like more, let's call them timeless mediums that you might have another name for them, but timeless mediums where we should be looking to put our attention places where we would want to put down roots essentially when it comes to visibility, right? Not talking about like these fly by night kind of trends and things like that, but where should we be looking as business owners kind of from this strategy perspective of what's the best use of my time? Yeah, here's how I like to think about framing that question. I like to think about having what I call a healthy media mix. Um, So one more time, a healthy media mix. And what I mean by that is keeping in mind that our ideal client has a preferred way of consuming content. Typically, we all either prefer to watch it, to read it, or to listen to it. And I think it's important to make sure that we're doing one of each of the three to make sure that no matter how our ideal client likes to consume con- uh, content, we're providing it that way to them. It's uh, it's funny, my husband and I were making dinner the other night and a recipe that we do every few weeks is this delicious Thai red curry. I found the recipe on YouTube. And we don't make it enough that I know it by heart. So every time we're doing it, I turn on the TV, I press pause, I do the thing, I play it again, I press pause. And for him, now that we're on like time number six or something, he's like, you know, I'm real tired to hear that lady talk. Can we walk, read the blog post on that? So it's so interesting to know that he and I are both getting to the same destination, but we have a different way of wanting to get there. So again, feedback and good to remember with our ideal clients as well. So this is where what I call the ladder of publicity comes into play. And this is where you can climb through three different levels of, or ways, sorry, of being Getting exposure. That's a better way of saying it. Three different ways of getting exposure that we can move up from level to level to level while building a healthy media mix. So is it okay if I explain uh, what that looks like? Absolutely. Please do paint that picture for us. Awesome. Okay, cool. So typically with clients, I like to say, let's start at the bottom rung of the ladder. And this is being read. This is written media. So different ways that this could look, whether it's older older traditional media or a newer media format, this could be a newspaper, this could be a print magazine, this could be a website, it could be a digital magazine, it could be a guest blog post on somebody else's website. Um, Some way that your ideal client can either read an article you have written 
or an article that you have been interviewed in. I like getting started with this version of written content, specifically because especially if somebody hasn't had visibility or it's big exposure opportunities before, you're not like under the gun of the camera. <laughs> you have the opportunity to write an article, come back to it 24 hours later, send it to somebody else to read, spell check, Grammarly. This is one time your inner perfectionist can win and you can make sure it's just exactly as you want it to be before you go ahead and hit send on it. Um, so we did cover a few different ways that you can get written content out there. And for anyone who's like, you know what, I would, I'm, I'm strong at writing. I would love to write an article somewhere. A top tip that I would recommend is you can even go into Google and type in the words, write for us, W-R-I-T-E for us in your industry. Write for us money, write for us relationships, write for us keto, write for us fertility. Uh, no matter what terms you put in there, you're going to get some results of various websites that are looking for contributors to send content over to their site. And this is a great way to now move off of your own platform, you know, writing an article for, let's say, your own blog that maybe has a few hundred or thousand visitors per month. And now you can take that content, put it somewhere else that's now getting on a site that's getting tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of hits every single month. So first level I love to start with is written media at the bottom of the ladder. Awesome. That makes so much sense. Before we move to the second one, so this is something too that I will mention here, and it's something that came to me because a mentor of mine once shared this, and he said, you know, when you really are in a phase of growth in your business, and that's your goal, your goal is to grow your audience, your reach, your visibility, awareness, all of those things. The fastest way to do that is by borrowing other people's audiences. And it makes so much sense. And I think everything that you're saying speaks to this, right? Because publicity, that's what it is. It's getting you outside of your audience that you have been building. And you just mentioned it, like writing a blog post, right? Or sending out a weekly email or doing things that are nurturing your audience, but getting in front of other audiences to grow your audience. I love talking the same language in different words. The way that the term that I've coined that I always say is leveraging OPP, other people's platforms. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. So take us to the next rung. Okay, perfect. So we've done some written content. We've maybe seen our name published in an article or interviewed. We're standing a little taller. We're being a little straighter because we're building our confidence. We're like, oh my goodness, I have been featured somewhere. That is really cool. So what we can move up to next is we're building our confidence and we're working on our messaging, which you had a great episode on a few weeks ago, by the way. Um, when we're working on our messaging, now we can move up to audio media. This could include being on a podcast just like this one. It could include hosting or moderating a room on Clubhouse, or maybe if you have a bricks and mortar business, that could be being interviewed on a local radio station. This is an opportunity now for you to have a conversation with one other person, which I know everybody listening to this show has successfully done before. So now we're just doing it in a different way where we can practice our messaging, evolve it, see what feels comfortable with us, and really speak to the craft that we are good at. Um, you know, when you come onto a podcast interview or clubhouse room or on the radio, you're going to be highlighted for your skill. So this is just an opportunity to now start practicing, talking about what you do. And, you know, when I come on podcasts, luckily nobody's asked me about accounting yet because I would definitely flop on the spot. You're going to be talking about something that you know. So it's such a good way to just bring that knowledge to light and practice your messaging. So audio media is the next level that I like to suggest. And this is also really good because you're not necessarily on camera. So today as we're recording this conversation, Courtney, we're not on camera. I, I am with hair and makeup on, but I could be in pajamas and it'd be totally comfortable too. So it's really nice to have no, to not have the pressure of needing to be on camera, to have other people seeing you. And you can really focus on just having a conversation and speaking out your message. 
Yes, 100%. I love that. And that's one of the things I love about podcasting because right before we hit record, I was telling you where I usually record my podcast, which is in my (laughs) master bedroom closet. And so I'm like, we don't do the video because who wants to look at that the whole time? Although maybe that could be a cool brand thing. I don't know. But you know, it's all my clothes hanging behind me, although it makes for great audio. And so it does. It gives me the permission to just be able to show up and have these incredible conversations without the pressure of video, which while it does serve a purpose, sometimes it's nice to be able to just capture these conversations and have these experiences of connecting with others without that pressure. And so for those of you listening who might be like, oh yeah, I know I I need to do video and all this. Well, maybe no, you don't. And maybe eventually it can come, but building up to that by getting comfortable, simply having the conversations first. I love that, Lisa. Awesome. I'm glad that that landed. Okay. So let's move up to the next level, the third level of the ladder of publicity at the very top. I'm sure you can guess the top level is now being seen various forms of visual media. So what this could include, you know, traditional things like television, or it could include doing a Facebook live in someone else's group. It could be doing an Instagram live on somebody else's account. This could be doing a guest training inside of somebody else's mastermind. Maybe you're speaking at a conference, whether that's live or virtual, but these are all different ways of being seen as you communicate with your message. Now, the reason that this is at the top of the ladder, because this is the best way to build engagement. People get to see you, they get to experience you, connect with you, get a sense of your energy. Is this somebody that I like, that I would like to continue doing business with in another way, shape or form? So I love moving up to vision media because this is the most powerful. This is the fastest for building that know, like, and trust factor. And for some people like me who have only child syndrome, 100% throw me up on stage in front of 3000 people. I'll be like, Hey, everyone put your phones down. I'm here now. And for some people that might be a little bit terrifying. And you can start with a visual form of media, like doing a Facebook live on StreamYard where you're just seeing the other person and it feels a lot more comfortable. So there are various different ways that you can grow into getting seen and having more people experience you um, in person or virtually, but really getting a sense of your energy and who you are. I love this. And this makes so much sense too, to build up to this, you know, in such a very strategic way. And you know me, I'm all about the strategy. I'm all (laughs) about the structure. I'm all about the systems. And, you know, sometimes in business, it can feel hard to know where to start. I think that's one of the biggest things that keeps us from taking action is because we don't know where to begin. We want something, but it feels out of reach because we're not sure what the first step is. So for someone listening today, Lisa, who's like, okay, I'm convinced I really need to up my visibility game here. I love everything you know that you've just shared about the ladder and, and kind of just these different forms of media. Let's say that someone wants to get started in getting more exposure for their business. Where should they begin? And I guess a second question to that would be, do they begin at the bottom of the ladder or should they begin where they already are naturally the most comfortable or skilled? That's a great question. Um, I don't love having cookie cutter answers. I always believe the person in front of me is going to have a different person than the person you know next to them. Um, so it really does depend. I think the ladder of publicity is a great general strategy to pay attention to. But do I have clients who've done it out of order? 100%. Um, two of my clients back in 2015, identical twin chiropractors, doctors Marco and Paulo De Chiantis. I like to think of them as like the property brothers, but of the chiropractics industry. Their first time getting visibility was on a national live to air TV segment with a studio audience. <laughs> So not only in front of a camera, but a whole room of people watching them. So, you know what? They did a great job. Thank goodness. They were asked to come back to the show again. They became regular guest experts on the show, which is super cool. It got them additional exposure. 
but you know, not to manifest poorly, but let's say that didn't go well. Like, do you want your first time getting visibility in front of a national live audience and that being a bit of a flop? Like, what's that going to do for your confidence doing it again? So it actually, it does feel a lot safer to start on a smaller scale so that you can grow your confidence, grow your messaging, do a better job. And by the time you get to those higher levels, feel more comfortable doing it. But do a lot of people I know do it out of order? Yeah, 100%. I really think it always comes down to what are number one, your business goals and number two, who you are as a personality. Um, I don't think it serves anybody to put a square, you know, try and put a square peg in a round circle. So, you know, if someone tells me that they're absolutely terrified of public speaking, I'm probably not going to recommend a big North American conference for them. <laughs> but maybe we can start off with a guest training in a mastermind group of 12. Yes, that makes so much sense. And I think also probably provides some relief for those listening who are like, okay, I want to do this. Where do I begin? But then also like, I don't know if I'm ready for, you know, video yet, or maybe just like big things, little things that could be just going live on Instagram that could, might make them, you know, get all sweaty. So, mm. you know, we all have those things for us that we do feel naturally more comfortable in and naturally more uncomfortable in. It doesn't mean ignore the uncomfortable things because we know as business owners, that is the, that is where the growth is. But it doesn't mean you can't start with what you're already comfortable in and just get going, get into action. So Lisa, is there anything else that you would like to leave us with today? You know, maybe a first action step for someone walking away from this episode in terms of getting their visibility strategy together. Yeah, you know, I, I think in the first tip, I in the first rung of that ladder of publicity, I had shared how to use Google and type in right for us. Take that and put it into practice. You know, one thing I always like to say at the end of podcast episodes is to not just let this have been, you know, 25 minutes of cool information. Let's take this time you've invested in create transformation. Even if you just take that one simple step, that is a great start to being able to get more visibility. So don't let this be great inspiration. Let it be transformation for you as well. Yes, 100%. I'm all about that action too. And it's not about taking massive action. It's about taking very intentional action. So thank you for sharing that. And for those that are listening that are just like, okay, Lisa, I want to work with you though. And tell me more about you and how can I learn from you? Where can they go online to connect with you? Yeah, I actually have an answer to that because one of the things you were asking me earlier is, Lisa, where can people get started? If they need to figure out that one thing because getting started is the thing that holds people back, I have a solution for you. So if you're all on board and you're like, yes, I want to get more visibility. I'd love to get more exposure. I just need to figure out where to start. I have a quiz called How Should I Get More Visibility as an Online Coach? Even if you don't have an online business, you're going to learn from this quiz. So over the course of a few questions, I get to figure out what are your goals in your business? So are you looking for that awareness, buzz, or credibility? And I also figure out what's your personality like? Only child syndrome like me who loves being in the spotlight or that sounds like it's going to make you puke. So we'll figure out your business goals and your personality. And based on that information, I'm going to share with you one of five ways that makes the most sense for you to start getting visibility. And I'm also going to send you a training video on how to put that first step into practice. So to take the how should I get visibility as an online coach quiz, you can head to www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. So one more time, it's www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. Awesome. And we will absolutely be sure to link to that in the show notes. So whatever platform you're listening to this on, you should be able to just scroll down. You can even just click right through to go directly there. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today. This has been amazing. I could seriously sit here and talk with you for another half an hour. Like this has just been so much fun. We will absolutely have to bring you back. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us today. 
Oh, I'm so excited to hear that. And I truly hope it's made a difference for the listeners. So let us know, send us an Instagram note. What did you put into practice from this episode? We'd love to hear. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Courtney. All right. You heard Lisa. If you learned something new today, share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag us both at Lisa Simone Richards and at the Courtney Elmer. We want to hear your biggest takeaway. Also, Lisa is going to be joining me live on Instagram in the next few weeks where she is going to deliver some bonus content for you, some behind the scenes content that we did not discuss here today on this episode to help you learn what not to do when pitching so that you can be sure that your pitch doesn't go overlooked and double your chances of actually getting a reply. So be sure to follow me on Instagram so you can get the notifications as soon as we are scheduled to go live for that special mini training. And watch my stories because I always post a reminder there as well so you can literally tap it, hit save, and you will be notified as soon as we go live. Now, coming up next week on the show, we are talking about how to prioritize your work week. Haha, <laughs> the age-old conundrum for entrepreneurs everywhere. My guest next week, though, is going to show you the practical secrets to better manage your time and energy throughout the day so that you can be more productive without feeling overworked and overwhelmed. I'll see you back here next Tuesday. And until then, go live your effortless life. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 